We know that the Jews in Jerusalem and throughout Judea, marveled at Jesus's understanding of the Holy Scriptures and some of them acknowledged that Jesus spoke with authority, and of course, He did. But it wasn't just Jesus's understanding of the Holy Scriptures that set Him apart from all others, it was also the expanded understanding that He revealed to us, in so many of the quotes from Jesus that included His but I say unto you statements, where that which had been detailed in the law, via the thou shalt and the thou shalt nots were clarified with regard to a broader understanding of God's intent, along with a clearer perspective of what was to be considered. And Jesus preceded these stipulations that had been laid down in the law by saying you have heard it was said, whereas an example, Matthew 5:38-48 comes to mind. In particular, Matthew 5:44-45 NASP, which reads as follows. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may prove yourselves to be sons of your Father who is in heaven, for He causes His Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Emphasis is mine. And we find a similar teaching of Jesus recorded in Luke 6 27-28 NASP which also reads as follows, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who are abusive to you. So what exactly is Jesus teaching us here? Would it not be that Jesus is telling us that we are not to just love someone based on what they may or may not do to us or who they are, but rather, we are to love them because of who we are in Him? In essence, is this not exactly what God has done with us? While we were yet sinners, He sent us His Son, so that we who sin, could through His Son, be like His Son, in the likeness of, and thus be like God, in the likeness of, Himself. But not because of our own perfection, but rather because of the perfection of His Son, who is our only means of salvation. God did for us what we in ourselves could not do. The scales were tilted against us because of what we do and who we are in ourselves. So God tilted the scales in the opposite direction, to be like Him, through faith in what His Son did for us, so that we through Jesus, could be like Jesus and thus be like, in the likeness of, God Himself. Jesus is the firstborn of many brethren, Romans 8:29. And just for clarification purposes, when I say we can become like God, I am not inferring that we become equal with God. God is our Creator, we are His creation and that will never change. And there is only one Lamb of God that was slain. Jesus is the Good Shepherd, we are the sheep, but we are His sheep. When you stop to think about it, this is actually personified in John 3 16-21. For God so loved the world, that He gave His only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world might be saved through Him. The one who believes in Him is not judged, the one who does not believe has been judged already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light, so that his deeds will not be exposed. But the one who practices the truth comes to the light, so that his deeds will be revealed as having been performed in God. And remember that Jesus was totally dependent on His Father for everything. All that He spoke and all that He did. Just like we are dependent on our Father and Jesus for everything, or we should be. And God did this for us because God is the source of all true love. It is His nature to love but He cannot love or accept sin. God is holy, without sin. His ways are not our ways and His thoughts are not our thoughts. Our sin and ways were dealt with at the cross. Jesus paid the price that sin demands, His own death, so that we might live in Him. And the promise of eternal life that is spoken to us by the Son, from the Father, is manifested and proven through the resurrection of the Son. And then there is the following to consider. Romans 6 3-7.
or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into His death? Therefore we have been buried with Him through baptism into death, so that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with Him in the likeness of His death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of His resurrection, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with Him, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin, for the one who has died is freed from sin. If God loved us because of who He is, does it not stand to reason that we are called to love others, even our enemies, because of who we are in Him? Should this not change every word that comes out of our mouths or every word that we type and release for others to read and consider? Should this not change every thought that transgresses the mind and will of God, that comes into our minds? We may not agree with someone because of false doctrine, and have to correct them in love, and we may even have to separate ourselves from them, if that is an option, but there is nothing stopping us from following the teachings of Jesus and doing good to them, blessing them, praying for them and loving them. And if we don't, why aren't we? And then there is this scripture verse, as found in 1 John 4 19 asp, we love, because He first loved us. It's not about what they have done to us or may do to us, it's about what God has done for us and calls us to do for them. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.